When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The big game is here. Make your winning move today and bet at my bookie. Use promo code GATERS and claim your deposit match redeemable up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC. Here we are, National Signing Day, you know, this February National Signing Day, but we did get to hear from Billy Napier today, and not much was about the class of 2024. I mean, look, it, of course, has been, we've discussed it. Early signing day, in between early signing day and today, we there was no really new news um, about who Florida was getting, all the transfers, DeAndre Robinson, of course, as well as a, as a signee from Texas to Florida. Uh, so no really big news there. We'll get into a little bit of it, but uh, most of what Billy Napier was asked about today, what he talked about a whole lot today was the staff. And of course, the hot button topic uh, of course, especially on the offensive side, uh, where not much changes are happening. On the defensive side, a lot of changes are happening. In some ways, that makes a lot of sense because the defense has been the worst side of the ball. But uh, we, we know the storylines following uh, whether Florida should hire an offensive coordinator or not, whether Billy Nepper should get an offensive coordinator or not. Um, and some of the roles on the offensive side of the ball. So we'll get into it all right here. Uh, we will get the – also, we wondered how it would work between Ron Roberts and Austin Armstrong. We'll get a little more clarification on that from Billy Napier as well. So plenty to get into with even more staff hires. Uh, of course, special teams as well has been overhauled at Florida a little bit. So anyway, there's a lot to get into on this episode of Gators Breakdown. Even it is National Signing Day, not so much – on the uh, players Florida is bringing in. I'll say if we get some time at the end, we'll circle back around to that. But most of it, I mean, just because the nature of the conversation today with Billy Napier was heavily focused on staff hires and staff movement and maybe lack of staff movement. So, uh, all right, guys, bear with me this episode. I got some new equipment behind the scenes a little bit, changing some things up, uh, hopefully to make Gator to break down a little better. Uh, but so if something happens or some little pauses or something, um, just know that some things that you can't necessarily see. It doesn't look much different to you, hopefully, uh, but um, we'll see. We'll see what it all means. So bear with me just in case some things happen, uh, of course. But uh, hey, here we go. It's uh, like, subscribe. That really goes a long way helping us right here on Gators Breakdown. Hit that like button right here. Some of you catching this live. Uh, you know, I wish I could give you guys more of a heads up when I go live, but uh, the, the schedule this time of year outside of football season is kind of 
wacky for me. Uh, the real job, the the the, the money paying job, the family job, <laughs> the the it lets me. You know, bring you Gators breakdown gets in the way a little bit more this time of year, but uh, yeah, look, National Signing Day, you, you guys knew I was bringing you an episode, but uh, hey, look, more maybe more of a heads up. I'll, I'll try next time. Anyway, some of you in here like, subscribe, it really goes a long way right here on Gators Breakdown, helps us out. Get those notifications when there's a new Gators Breakdown episode if you don't get that heads up from me on social media or whatever. Hey, look, leave a comment. I know there's going to be some conversation uh, from you guys uh, that are hot and heavy with the staff hires or lack of staff hires or staff movement right here. So look, all those comments really goes a long way helping us out right here on Gators Breakdown. Helps us grow uh, right here on the YouTube version. What do you think about all these um, staff moves or lack of staff moves uh, by the Gators? And of course, Gators Breakdown plus extra episodes. You get the ad-free episodes there. The most recent episode of Gators Breakdown was a Discord chat with Gators Breakdown plus members. So you guys can certainly... Uh, take part in those link is in the description to join Gators Breakdown Plus. So, all right, let's get to uh, let's get started with, with Billy Napier. Met with the media here, press conference, National Signing Day, and but let's get started on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, and uh, Billy Napier was asked, and he spoke on the offensive play calling, potential changes there, what tweaks have been made. Already, uh, and you know, if he foresees any major changes offensively, here's what Billy Napier had to say. We're in the process of defining those roles, is what I would say. And I think we're working our way through that. Uh, I do think that we will. There'll be different responsibilities to some degree. Really, an effort to put the right things in place so that. You know, the time is allocated for me in the right places. You know, I think it's been a heck of a two years in terms of all the new things that come with the job. So offensively, I think that we'll, we may have different uh, titles, responsibilities within that group of people. Uh, there could be an addition or two. We shuffled the deck a little bit in terms of those things, but ultimately we'll keep the same system and keep moving forward in that regard. You know, I think... We've got time to figure those things out. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't see any major overhauls outside of just how we organize that group and how we operate in-house. Big takeaway there, no major changes right there on the offensive side of the ball. And look, maybe a, sl- a sliver, maybe a slight chance for an offensive coordinator, but it seems unlikely given what Billy Napier just said. We'll likely just reassign roles within the existing offensive staff is what Billy Napier said. Look, we'll discuss more about the hires Billy Napier made in, in, in other areas shortly. Napier did mention that he was, you know, making hires in other areas to quote, you know, really, you know, give an effort to put things in the right place so that the time allocated for him is in the right places. So, you know, like he said, you know, it's been a heck of a two years in terms of all the new things that's been thrown with him at, uh, on the Florida job with transfer portal and NIL. So, you know, look, as he said, you know, the responsibilities, the titles may change. You know, there, there will be some changes within the group of people on the offensive side of the ball. Is that going to be enough? I think that's the question everybody's kind of asking themselves. That's the question Gator Nation's asking themselves. Some people already have it in their mind, of course, that, hey, look, that's not enough. Uh, and, and more changes need to be made. So, you know, what Billy Napier had to say, this indicates that he may have felt, you know, a little overwhelmed the, the last couple of years. 
you know, one solution could have been to hire an offensive coordinator and, and transition into a broader CEO like role. But however, Napier seems to have chosen a, a different path. He appears to have hired help in other areas, possibly to allow him to focus more, you know, to focus more on, on, on the offense and maybe help the offense more in that fashion. You know, give him more responsibility in the offense and make other hires in other places. So, you know, he can trust those other areas where he can concentrate on the offense a bit more. So, you know, while we can debate the merits of each choice, it certainly seems Napier has sought assistance elsewhere while he works on enhancing the offense, you know, by redefining these roles. So it's clear, you know, I think Russ Callaway will continue to play a significant role. Uh, he's been, he began to take more responsibility last season. Uh, red zone kind of comes into play uh, from everything I've been told, you know, that there last season, he did help a bit. So, and, and Napier did go on to say about Russ Callaway today, well, you know, I've worked closely with him for a year. Uh, I think ultimately he's a guy that obviously is going to be, uh, acquire more responsibility. How we define that, you know, uh, I think we'll work our way through that. Russ is a guy that we certainly are excited about, and you know he definitely in the future will require more responsibility. So it seems like there's a level of trust there in Russ Calloway, previous play caller at a previous stop before as well, at a lower level of football. I've been involved with that LSU uh, team a couple years ago as well uh, in 2020. So um, and had some NFL experience as well, but you know, really made that, that Samford um, offensive coordinator and that offense home in, in his time there. So, Took a larger responsibility last year, maybe even more so this year. So, look, it, it's clear today as well as we sit here and look at the responsibilities of the offensive line or, or, or the offense through the offensive line. It's clear that the two offensive line coach system will continue uh, as Napier confirmed the contract extensions of Rob Sell and Darnell Stapleton. Of course, along with running back coach Jabbar Jaluk and edge coach Mike Peterson as well. Uh, but sticking with the offense here, you know, Sale holds the title of offensive coordinator or has held that title of offensive coordinator. But Napier, of course, we know, guys, is the one that calls the plays. So it's unclear. I, I think we talk about responsibilities and, they, and if they're changing or not, it's unclear yet if any responsibilities will be reassigned as far as Rob Sale goes and if he still gets the offensive coordinator title. Maybe some of that's to do with money, given his NFL experience, his experience with Billy Napier. Maybe more of a monetary thing. Now, I think you start looking through how offensive game plans are put together, and maybe he gets the offensive coordinator role in that. I mean, of course, you come up with game plans. Your game planning is a team effort. Uh, Rob Sell, big on that as well. But the game day play calling, of course, we know has been Billy Napier. Uh, so game planning, team effort, that, of course, will stay the same. All, every staff in the country uh, gets together with it's not just the offensive coordinator making the game plan during the game week. It's uh, the whole offensive staff. Of course, that will likely remain the same. So, however, I think, guys, what we know needs to change or possibly change is, you know, on, on game day, it's to improve the offense. And that's not fully determined um, if it's going to stay the same or not. So no major changes are anticipated at this point from what we've been kind of bringing together at, at this. So same staff members. Maybe different roles. So, looking at this, you know, even though I may not agree, I, when I think about it, I understand why there may not be significant adjustments on on, on that front. You know, in, in my opinion, guys, Billy Napier's job status doesn't hinge on hiring an offensive coordinator for the twenty twenty four season. It, it just doesn't. Not this season. Ultimately, down the road, maybe. But you know, I think Napier was open to hiring an offensive coordinator, but. You either didn't find the right fit for the upcoming season. I mean, look, this could be due to due to the importance of this season for Billy Napier. 
and maybe the quality of available candidates out there. Uh, just think about it and just kind of where Florida is right now. Maybe there wasn't there were available candidates that wanted to come to Florida, given the situation Florida's in right now and the critical year three Billy Napier's facing. Um, maybe the stability uh, is in question. Maybe the uh, available candidates weren't that good to begin with. So, you know, look, with, with players like Graham Mertz and Montreux Johnson and, and Trey Wilson returning, Napier might have decided that maintaining continuity was the best course of action for this critical year. You know, he's often, guys, emphasized the value of system continuity. And with his job potentially on the line, he may not want to entrust someone else with, with improving the offense in year three. Improvements are expected... Yeah, somewhat. As we sit here right now, I do expect an improvement based on last season, but will it be enough? You know, could it be that Napier believes the offense paired with an improved defense will carry him throughout the 2025 season? Look, have success in 2024, and that gets you to 2025. You know, at that point, DJ Lagway is probably the quarterback. He takes over, and then maybe make changes to the offense. Maybe bring in a new offensive coordinator when the offense may change a little bit. Um, so I, I think that's a possibility as well. You know, Florida isn't winning some kind of title this upcoming season, this 2024 season, no matter what kind of hires Billy Napier makes. But look, we're not asking for Florida to win the SEC or get to the college football playoff in 2024. You know, just staying status quo on offense and getting better on defense will go a long way. It, it certainly will go a long way in 2024. But with now with a harder schedule, maybe a slight jump on offense with a returning quarterback and a jump on defense aren't enough. Time will tell. Uh, but ultimately, look, if Florida is ever to get to competing for titles, I know some of you out there agree, I believe play calling changes may be needed at to, to get to that point. There is more to gain on offense. While serviceable, while in some ways good enough, they've had to make up for a bad defense, there's definitely a higher ceiling there. You know, this offense isn't perfect. Now, maybe it's not fair to ask it for it to be perfect, but there's there's a ceiling still to be reached. I don't, I don't think they've reached their ceiling based on play calling, based on talent. I think those things can get better. And so maybe that's with another play caller. Maybe that's with DJ Lagway down the road. Maybe it's with both. But to get there, it certainly seems like Napier's going to have to lead the way this upcoming season. So, look, my thoughts on kind of the, maybe the thought process here. I think there's some trust right here with Billy Napier in this critical year three, maybe just not trusting anybody with the offense, not settling for an offensive coordinator hire. Candidates may not have been there. Candidates may not have been interested in the situation at Florida. So I, I think there's a few ways of looking at it. So my thoughts there, you know, if it were up to me, I'd make the changes to allow Napier to focus on maybe being that more CEO role. But however, of course, like he insists that being involved in the offense gives him a better understanding of the team. He's told us that. And it would, to me, take a situation he truly trusts to relinquish full control of the offense. So maybe look, I think there's something to be said for the continuity that Billy Napier wants to maybe keep on offense. Continuity with a court, continuity with him, continuity with Graham Mertz and the quarterback. And this is his first time at Florida now. He's had a returning quarterback. That could go a long way. Uh, so I don't think it's all doom and gloom for 2024 with no OC. Maybe down the road, if we want to start title talk, maybe Billy Napier's got to get over this hump first. Um, but I do think an improved defense, a little jump on offense is probably what we're looking at this year. If we expect a better Florida team, is that enough? Time will tell. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, so we'll move to the other side of the ball. Well, you know, let me go to the comment section. Let me go to the comment section for a second. Uh, let's see some of you guys in here for the first time in a while. Thank you so much for hopping in here. Harrison, I see your question about start season at guard opposite Najee Harris. I, I'm going to get into more roster talk coming up. Uh, let's get through, um, you know, this talk and let's get through, you know, we'll probably do an early look for 2025 recruiting cycle as well, but certainly coming up, we're going to kind of go through the roster since the transfer portals settled down. The roster has settled down. Uh, there will be some, will be some uh, roster talk for sure. Um. Q352 says, a little disappointed, but wouldn't hate Callaway calling plays. I do. I think he's going to be more involved. I think he he was involved last year. I do think we saw some benefits of that. Um, does he get more of a role this year? Billion eight percent. And I do hold him at his truth there. I do think he's really looking really hard at reassigning the roles and what roles everybody has on offense. I mean, he said it today, uh, and that's not. I, I don't think that's just lip service. That doesn't mean it's going to work. That doesn't mean it's going to make it better. That doesn't make this offense going to go score 40 points a game. But I think we know some changes have to be made if you're not going to go higher in OC, look internally and see what you can do better. Jim Martin says, defense was the issue. Offense will be fine. For getting better, yes. The defense was the issue. The defense is going to have to be better. The offense is fine to a point. But I, I think that's just where Florida is right now. You know, for 2024, the offense can be, like I said, status quo. I still expect, and I think we need to see, with Graham Mertz coming back, a, a, a jump in the offense. But we do need to see the bigger jump on defense. A better defense makes Florida a better team. Does that do enough to make up for a tough schedule? Time will tell. I, there's no way to answer that until we actually see it. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough schedule. Florida can be a better team than last year. But because of the schedule, record may not reflect it. DC says, Dave, thank you for trying to spin this positively, but you can't. <laughs> hey, I, I try to just look at things in, in a different light. I'm not, I'm not trying to spin it. Um, I, like I said, I, I would have made the change. I would have went and hired an OC. But I will say, if there weren't quality candidates out there to bring in, if the interest wasn't there for whatever reason or Billy Napier just didn't feel, I mean, look, you're not going to go out there and get one of the best offensive coordinators in the country to come to Florida right now. I think we all can just admit that. 
Now, is there other guys out there that can make it better? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. But I'm not trying to spin. I'm trying to look at it in a different light and maybe why it didn't happen. QE says, I wish we could go get Brian Johnson. Um, yeah, I mean, I know not the best year at Philadelphia. This year, it's hard to know with just NFL guys if they really want to be in college again. Um, I know some of them are coming back. Um, Bill O'Brien is, is a name, uh, of course, but I get your point. Matthew Walker says, yeah, can't attract prospects OC if the head coach is fighting for his job. I certainly do think that played a part. Um, I see some of that conversation in the comments as well. Um, I, I think um, that that's coming out there a little bit. Okay, well, there are some talks. There is some talk about the defense right here, and I think that's, of course, where we'll go next. Coy Raymond, Sean Spencer, Jay Bateman no longer with the program, and Napier did speak on the defensive staff changes and what and, and was asked, what was the tipping point? And he did say, I think part of the evaluation was just that we need to play better on that side of the ball. We go through a process to evaluate what we need to do better. Sometimes that's new leadership, a new voice, a new teacher, a different approach in recruiting, whatever the case may be. I think we were able to answer some of those things. That's pretty interesting. I'll pause that quote there. I think that's pretty interesting. It does seem like he's probably looking back at those names that I just mentioned who are no longer uh, with the program. New leadership, a new voice, a new teacher a different approach in recruiting, whatever the case may be. And I think we were able to answer some of those things. I, I find that pretty interesting. I mean, I, I, I think that certainly seems that was the thought process of getting rid of Corey Raymond and Sean Spencer. And then he does go on to mention, and then Jay got a chance to be a coordinator again. So we went and we were able to get one of the better defensive coaches in the country back and back on our staff. I think we've, that's Ron Roberts, by the way. Uh, I think we've done well so far. So good. We went through a very extensive process to land where we landed with Will Harris and Gerald Chapman, both of which I think have proven to be what we thought they were. Really good teachers. I think they've got character. I do think they have passion for people. They care for a player independent of the game. Great families and pedigree. They've been around good coaching. They know what it looks like. They've coached at the highest level, coached at the Power 5 level, I think they've done a good job connected with the staff and the players so far. That was from Billy Napier. So I think um, you got those new hires coming in, but of course, Billy Napier mentioned Ron Roberts coming back or not back, but back on staff with him. Of course, hasn't been at Florida before, Uh, but Ron Roberts coming in a trusted voice uh, for, for Billy Napier. I think that goes a long way and I think we'll go a long way in helping Billy Napier as well. We'll get in that in just a second, but he was asked Billy Napier about, you know, the collaboration between Austin Armstrong and, and Ron Roberts. And something we, we, we'll get into some actual sound for Billy Napier. Instead of me, look, I only get three. I'll follow the rules Florida puts out there for the media. Uh, I only roll like three minutes of actual Billy Napier press conference, but I'll give you quotes from the rest of it. Uh, but we, we've wondered about the relationship and how it would work. Austin Armstrong, Ron Roberts, Austin Armstrong, the defensive coordinator last year, looked to be the defensive coordinator this year. It, it is going to be. 
But some weird things happening at Auburn. Ron Roberts leaves, comes to Florida after some opening with Jay Bateman leaving. You got some rock, you got some room on the defensive side of the ball for the coaching staff. And then Ron Roberts comes over and he gets that title of uh, defensive head coach. So Billy Napier does go on to say it's phenomenal. You think about Ron Roberts and what he brings to the table. Veteran coach, been a head coach, been a coordinator and a play caller. Austin and him, there's a mentor type relationship there. A ton of respect, mutual respect on both sides. So I think we get the wisdom. This system, there's a number of coaches. You guys will obviously write the story at some point, but this guy's mentored a million defensive coaches in his career, some of which are coordinator, play callers in the NFL, in college football. So I think it's a positive because I think the system that we run, Ron started that system at Louisiana. The first two years we were there, kind of got it up and running. It's evolved, and the guys that have been running it worked for him in the past. So I think whether it was Patrick Tony, who took, who's now in the NFL, or Austin, Jay Bateman's in that tree of coaches, they call him the OG, the godfather. Whatever you want to call him, we get him back in the building, and he's going to make us better. He'll make the players better. His guys have always been productive. The guys that he coaches and the coaches that – and the units that he coaches. So there's a track record of really good defense, and we're fortunate to have him. So, guys, we've wondered, how would it work? How would this relationship work? How would it work during the season? How would it work on game day? We got that answer. We got that answer from Billy Napier today. Talks about the relationship of Roberts and Armstrong and how it will work. Head coach for the defense, um, you know, basically a guy who oversees, you know, that side of the ball to some degree. Austin, obviously, is the coordinator calls the plays and runs the unit meetings, but we're getting a guy who can coach the coaches, who can approve the installation, the game plans that, you know, really can get the best of that side of the ball. Essentially, he's the head coach of the defense to some degree, you know. So, and I think the coordinator uh, relationship there is one that's, you know, those guys are, they're loving life right now, you know. So, um they're both ball guys, and let and me say, we've got Mike Peterson in that room, Will Harris in that room, Gerald Chapman in that room. You know, uh, we promoted Callie James, who's a graduate assistant. He's kind of the assistant defensive line coach and is going to help us with the hybrid players. Um, it's a good room, and I think they're in a good place. They're excited to work together. Now Napier mentioned – we go back to an earlier statement. Napier mentioned making hires, making hires that help him to put his efforts in the right place. And this is one of them. You could tell there's a lot of trust in Robert from Napier. And look, Austin Armstrong was learning on the job last season. Perhaps I think we could definitely see needs more seasoning in the SEC, needs more guidance. And Napier probably wasn't the best fit for, for that, given all of his other responsibilities. So this hire of Ron Roberts can basically be the literal title that Ron Roberts has, head coach of the defense. And Napier just hands it over to him while he can concentrate in other areas of the offense, recruiting, other areas of being a head coach and such. So I, I think this is a big hire. I don't think it can be overlooked. I, still wonder, you know, there was the explanation. He'll be really involved in the game planning. Armstrong will still be the play caller on game days, but seems to me like it will run 
run through Roberts. Now, it is kind of a weird dynamic here. I've seen the term babysitter thrown out there, and hey, look, maybe that maybe that's what's needed. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, granted, it looks bad when you hire Austin Armstrong, and then a year later, you've you've got to possibly do something like this to save him. But at the same time, at least you're not standing by. At least you're not just hey, look, if there if if you in the back of your mind, you still wonder if Austin Armstrong is ready. Now, maybe this just falls in your lap. Now, whatever happened with Austin, uh, Ron Roberts and Auburn, if it never happened, would a move like this have happened? I don't know. We probably were just looking at Austin Armstrong being a defensive coordinator by himself on that side of the ball, and everything's going what, how we thought it would go in early January. But this falls in your lap. You find a way to upgrade your staff, and you make the move. So it doesn't matter if it's a babysitter. It doesn't matter what term you want. If this makes Florida better, you make the move. And as I say, I think it throws another person on this staff that Billy Napier can trust. And Billy Napier can not have to care so much about the defense. Well, not necessarily not care, but give so much attention to the defense and has someone there that he can trust in fixing it. So a big-time hire, I just think, for Billy Napier's sake. And trust in the staff. <laughs> DC says, I see a defense head coach and a DC makes it more confusing. Yeah, I mean, and maybe we won't truly know what goes on during the week and what goes on on game day. I don't care. Just work. Just make it work. I don't care what the roles are. As long as if I see Florida start holding opponents to 17 points a game, 20 points a game, I don't care how it works. I don't care if you want to label a babysitter. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I don't care. Just work. Fix this defense. Oh, but all right. Plenty more to get into from Billy Napier Day. Yeah, a lot to say today. Um, as I said, I can only share sound bites, you know, so much, but uh, we'll get into a lot more of what he had to say. Um, really, really good press conference today. We got a lot of info from it. <laughs> uh, gives us a lot. Of, gives us a lot of talking points, of course. Uh, but plenty more to get into. Um, we get into special teams talk uh, a bit. We will get into some of that. Maybe that experience we talked about earlier this week. You've had the article on GatorsBreakdown.com talked about that experience of Bill Connolly putting out Florida being one of the SEC's most experienced teams, thirty second country. We'll get into that just a bit too. Billy Napier spoke on that today. Uh, so plenty, plenty more, uh, of course to really get into right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. But of course, in the football world, it is a big week. The biggest of weeks. The Chiefs, the 49ers, are gearing up for an epic showdown in Las Vegas. And you got a front row seat with my bookie. Whether you're aiming to cash in on the big game or just looking to have a good time, my bookie brings a true Vegas experience straight to you with a huge selection of pregame props. Everything from the opening coin toss to the color of Taylor Swift's sweater, my bookie truly has something for everyone. You can bet it all while live streaming the game right from the sports book. This is a platform that makes it simple, so you don't need to be a pro to turn pop culture and sports knowledge into real cash in your wallet. And say goodbye to payout sweats and hello to unbeatable bonuses. It's time you got the most bang for your buck. Choose from a variety of welcome offers so you can lock in the one that, you know, fits best to your play style. All you have to do is use promo code GATERS at MyBookie. Use promo code GATERS 
If you crave a sportsbook in a casino that amplifies the thrill and maximizes your winnings, MyBookie is your MVP. From heart-pounding plays to jaw-dropping wins, they're your winning strategy for the big game. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with my bookie. All right, one more hire. One more hire that, you know, seems to be in the realm of getting helpful input. Something that will help Billy Napier on game days and game preparation. That's the hire of Joe Houston for special teams and situational football. Here's Billy Napier on the addition of the Senior special teams analyst, Joe Houston. Joe Houston is um, is an outstanding coach, you know, and I think we're we're not only acquiring an expert in the special team space, but we're getting a um, a guy who has you know four years with Coach Belichick in that organization. All those meetings, all those things that he's observed, the things. Uh, that he brings to our staff. You know, I do think that uh, we did well statistically in some areas, but there was no doubt there were some organizational things that could be done better. And I think we added a layer of expertise and and, uh, another set of eyes, another set of uh, hands there, and ultimately just a big-picture viewpoint. So, And we're really... The situational football piece, too, we're kind of putting on that umbrella as well with with he and Chris working together. So it's good for the Gators. You know, I hired Joe Houston for one day at Louisiana and then Bill hired him. So um, and he's been gone for four years and we were fortunate to get him back. Good hire for Billy Napier. We, we, we did talk about it already uh, in a previous episode, but it was also asked on the special teams unit if it is coordinated by one guy. Uh, during games or a collective effort. And Billy Napier did go on to say majority of that work is done during the week. And I think each year is a little bit different is what I would say. We're a long way from playing a game. A lot of work to be done between now and then. So look, guys, it sounds sounds like Napier's open up, opening up to changing some things as far as special teams go. You don't make a hire like this with his experience and not make changes. So there are going to be changes. One, as Billy Napier just said, there's time to figure it out, how it's going to work. I'm sure somewhat a preliminary plan in place in his mind about how this is going to work. But it's not status quo. It may not be the hires we wanted on offense. It may not be all the hires you want on defense or if you wanted a specific person or if you didn't want Chris Couch being involved in special teams at all. Well, at least it's not status quo. There are changes being made. I'm not saying they're going to work. I'm not saying they're not going to work. But changes are being made. And I mean, nothing's going to change if you don't make changes. You know, we'll just sit here and just spin tires in the mud. But at the same time, you know, changes don't mean automatically mean everything's going to work. But I think this this one's going to be positive. I mean, look, and Billy Napier even mentioned and stressed uh, the game management part of this. And look, I, I saw the comment here. Let me uh, come back to it. Uh, Jerry Burkett did say, in an indirect way, I think Billy admitted that he had too much on his plate and kept reiterating that he really wants to wake up in the morning and go coach football. And that was part of the part of the message today uh, as well. So when he drives in in the morning, uh, he hopes college football gets to a point to where it is more uh, about things like that, coaching football. And, and we've heard that message uh, the last couple of weeks and everything going on with NIL and SEC and Big Ten coming together and all, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's The game of football, the game of college football is getting further and further away from that. And maybe if it was like it used to be, Billy Napier's the perfect guy for Florida. 
But right now, the first two years has been learning on the job and trying to make these adjustments and changes that hopefully now pay off. I think he's, like Jerry said, he's admitted that there's been a lot on his plate. Now, granted, you can you can look at that and say maybe you should have been better prepared for it. Okay, I mean, there's been first-time head coaches who have done well the last two years. There have been guys who came in, Brian Kelly, LSU, has been able to have some success. Other coaches around the country in similar situations. Look, we know Florida's situation has been bad. There's other bad situations, and other coaches have been able to pile wins on top of each other. Okay, but maybe Billy Napier is learning the realization the way he had planned to do it was not going to work. Changes are going to be made. Will he have the time to implement these changes and see the payoff? A lot of these changes he's making is going to have to pay off immediately this year. Strength and conditioning. We talked to Trayon Webb about that last week. Game changers, special teams, game management, overhaul in the defense, changing roles on offense. All that stuff is going to have to pay off immediately in wins and losses for Billy Napier to kind of solidify that he's going to be here in 2025. Bull Gator, situational football. That's on my bingo card. <laughs> I mean, like, that's where a lot of this comes from. I mean, if you've had, like, overall, the defense or the offense hasn't been terrible. But where has it been bad? Where can it get better? Situational football, certain third and short situations, late first half, early second half situations, late game situations. I mean, we've, we see time and time again, I mean, this Florida offense would look like they'd be humming and then all of a sudden just hit a wall in a game and then not be able to get anything. You're up a score. You have a chance to go up two scores. Can't put the ball in the end zone. I mean, there's things this offense can do to get better. When we talk about situational football, I mean, special teams kind of comes into play a bit there too. We've, we know that all the terrible penalties uh, that, that's happened to Florida on that. But when I think of situational football the most for this team, it is on the offense. Defense has just been bad overall. It's, it, has it been bad situationally? Absolutely. But it's also been bad in a whole bunch of other areas. When I, situational football to me means more on offense right now. For it to take the next step, situational football has to be better on the offensive side. Okay. Let's see. Um, all right, I'll come back to comments in just a second. Let's get through some more of the episode. Uh, Billy Napier was asked, and that, that's all we'll actually hear uh, from him. I'm, my three minutes is up. My three minutes is up. I mean, I think the whole press conference was like 34 minutes. So I looked at that and I said, huh, you get 10% of the whole press conference. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you'll have to hear me read uh, those, a lot of other Billy Napier uh, quotes from today. Um, all right, let's go to the returning production part of this. Uh, big episode on that, talking to Gators Breakdown Plus members. And I had an article, of course, again, uh, GatorsBreakdown.com. If you want to go even more detail, you can go look at it there. But Billy Napier was asked about that and being ranked near the top, you know, 32nd overall, fourth in the SEC in returning production, and how critical that is uh, to, to kind of leverage that this season. And Napier replied, I think ultimately the goal for a long time has been to build a veteran team. Uh, I think ultimately the playoff kind of proves that to some degree. 
I think the two teams that really played for it had really strong cultures. And I think they also had veteran teams, right? So it's a process to get to where we want to go. We're right in the middle of that. Part of that is building an experienced roster, continuity and system. There you go. I kind of forgot he said that today, but going back to one of my previous points about maybe why not hiring an OC. Part of that also, could he get an OC that wants to run a similar offense to what he wants to run? He's not going to come. He's not going to hire an offensive coordinator that comes in and completely blows up the offense. You finally are bringing a quarterback in that you have for back-to-back years. Anthony Richardson, year one. Graham Mertz, year two. You're Bring back Graham Mertz for a year three. Why blow up the offense? So maybe that limited the options too. Uh, so, so go back to continue this. Uh, part of that is building an experienced roster, continuity in the system, experienced roster, the height, length, and speed to win the matchups. Ultimately, I think we've got to continue to get better here. We've got to grow up. There's got to be some maturity. This offseason will be a part of that. But we're going to start in a much better place. All these guys that played, first-time starters, freshmen, sophomores last year, they start this offseason with a ton of experience and wisdom. I think that leadership component, too, with the talented group of rookies coming in, I think that's good for the Gators. Now, I heard a lot of you, I heard from a lot of you, and like I, I meant to stress this part, and I completely forgot to stress this part, but I heard you guys made up for it. I heard from a lot of you in the comments. It was one of the most, I think, commented videos on YouTube uh, that, that I've had in quite some time uh, was talking the, the chat with Gators Breakdown Plus members, but really going deep on the experience uh, part of this Gator team. So I heard from a lot of you, and maybe I didn't hit this point enough, but yes, Florida is bringing back more production than most of the 2024 opponents on the schedule. But you guys made sure to point out, and I should have more, I, admittedly, it's still mostly production for a 5-17. and 17. So weigh that how you want. But those aspects Napier mentioned, we've got to grow up. There's got to be some maturity. There's truth to that. And that production from last season is going to have to translate. In those areas that he brought up, they've got to grow up. There's got to be some maturity. All those bumps you took last year, those have got to translate. Those have got to translate into learning experiences. Somehow turn five and seven into a positive experience. Now, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but learn from that. I mean, there's teams that bounce back all the time. I mean, this is three straight losing seasons for Florida, two straight for Billy Napier. You've that youth that he's talking about, it's got to translate, it's got to come out of here. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So I, I do, and Florida sent this out. Let me, um, let me, let me put it up. I, I believe I saved it. And kind of how it breaks down, the, the, the experience part of this. Um, Florida sent this out to, for, for, for the media today. Um, but 32nd nationally, of course, in the returning production, according to ESPN's Bill Connolly. So first-year Gators, and this is the class of 2024. So, of course, right now it's all transfers that have played football. So first-year Gators, and like I said, count transfers, doesn't matter how many years they played somewhere else, but their first year at Florida. How much experience is Florida bringing into the transfer portal? 164 starts. 11,591 starts. That's a ton. A ton of snaps coming in. And those transfers do count in that 30-second overall. So you bring in a lot of experience there, paired with that 5-7 and seven experience from last year. Second-year Gators. So this is counting last year's true freshman class. Everybody in their second year, 152 starts, 13,226 snaps. Third-year Gators have 49 starts, 5,071 snaps. And four to six year Gators, 99 starts, 11,568 snaps. So you pair that. We got the tough schedule, of course, but you pair that where it's got to pay off. We heard it time and time again last year, guys. A lot of the issues, and it was some of the issues. I, I, I didn't want to blanket. All the issues on Florida last year on youth. It wasn't just youth. It certainly played a part. I will admit that. But toward the end of the season, when those guys got a lot of snaps under them as well, you know, if the coaching had been top-notch, okay, you, you, you could have sold me on it. But Florida needed help in many areas. I wasn't going to blanket everything with, with, with youth. But to go back and look at it, seven true freshmen at Florida played in every regular season game. That was the most in the nation. Seven true freshmen from the 2023 class played in every regular season game. One more time, that was most in the country. So what does that mean? One more time, that's got to pay off. You're not giving me the youth excuse in 2024. If you're going to give it to me in 2023, you can't turn around and use it again the next year. Because what you're telling me at that time is it's going to pay off down the road. True freshmen at Florida accounted for 3,708 snaps this past regular season. That was 18% of the entire team snap count. The 2,603 snaps by true freshmen on offense and defense alone was top five in the country. So there you go. There's more about that, but that, that was the highlight from being so young last year and why there is so much production returning for Florida this year. A lot of it was true freshmen, and you're bringing in a lot through the transfer portal. That has got to pay off for Florida. Uh, one more. We will turn it to the 2024 class now. And National Signing Day. Good way to probably end this episode. The headlines were all the staff talk. But Billy Napier was asked, and, and I hit this point, but I wanted to hear what Billy Napier had to say about it. 
And on how much the recruitment of you know Grimsley, Pup Howard, DeAndre Robinson, how does those recruitments ending up with those guys speak to the importance of you know recruiting never stopping? And Billy Napier said, I think that's what you try to do. You just try to do a really good job of trying to connect with the kid, with the family. We got a great product to sell. And I think we can, if we can consistently, the more time we get them on campus, the better. It's hard to beat this place and the experience these guys can have. I think we need to go get some traction on the field. And I think we will be tough to stop. I do think it speaks to the job our people do. We've got fantastic people, and our staff does a great job connecting with people, selling our product. This is the place where you can have success as a person, as a student, and as a football player. We're going to teach a set of values. We're going to prioritize education. We're going to teach and develop football at the highest level. So these guys, they pass the evaluation in the beginning, and we finish second, and we go back, and we get them. I think it's a good thing, and I'm hopeful that trend continues. Man, I, what the, the biggest thing, two biggest things I take from it was, okay, it reiterates what I hit a couple of weeks ago. You let guys visit as many times as they want to. It may seem like a lost cause at the time. In this college football environment, it's never a lost cause. You can end up with the guys a year later, weeks later. <laughs> now, that's, that's what we just saw. You could end up with these guys Days later, weeks later, months later, a year later, two years later. Don't stop. Create the, build the foundation. Maybe it pays off down the road. And then Billy Napier admitting if we can get some traction on the field. I mean, I just had the conversation on social media right before I went live on this episode about why the class fell apart and people want to sit here and blame NIL. No. A part of that, maybe. But those guys started looking around when it looked like Florida was going five and seven on a year. The losses started piling up. And the class may not have finished third because of what we know happens in college football right now with pay to play NIL. But it wouldn't have fell like it, fall, like, like it did fall. And then you were able to rebound because of the relationships you built. But Billy Napier right here admitting if we can get some traction on the field. Year one, you get somewhat of a pass. Year two, you start piling up losses. It's harder to sell a vision. So Billy Napier even says right here, if we can just get some traction on the field, that's basically if we what we saw a year ago in that 2020, the, the, the beginning part of the 2024 class, in that big summer run, that can happen. The thing is, we're not going to be able to see that until a few months down the road. I mean, if Florida puts together another good summer, that speaks to the recruiting prowess that Billy Napier has. Now, the question will be, all right, can you keep them? What can you do on the field? But I do think, guys, and I think you guys see it as well, if you can get guys to hold off. But let's see if you can capitalize in 2024. So many big home games. You'll have prospects on campus for Miami, for Texas A&M. Who has she got at home this year? Florida State? No, no, not, not Florida State. Ole Miss at the end of the year. You got so many big home games. LSU at home this year. All right, so you can take advantage there. Or just, just go win ball games in general. But with the chances you have of big games and big prospects on campus and you put the swamp environment in front of them and you go win a ball game and you continue to win ball games, 
as Billy Napier says, you can build some traction. All right. There we go. Um, trying to think. Should we go more 2024 recruiting class talk? I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out what, what um, everything Billy Napier said today. Uh, let me go back to my go back to my notes here. There was one more one more aspect. Um, I didn't put this in my notes, uh, but he he was asked what about the secondary guys, the, the the new additions to the DB class, and a lot of this was from the of course the transfer report. You had DJ Douglas uh, for, for, from Tulane. Napier says leader, great communicator, um, continuity in the system that he played in. So that's big. Uh, and I remember Asa Turner kind of mentioning that as well uh, when he was interviewed about this defense, saying there's a lot of familiarity there. Uh, so you're bringing guys who have a familiar system on defense and guys who have played a lot of snaps. Um, we talked about Grimsley as well, six foot two and change. He's 190 pounds, two way player, played receiver as well. Big, long corner, heavy-handed ball skills. Got banged up, of course, last year as a senior. Uh, but Billy Napier saying, really feel good about the skill set there. And basically saying he grew up dreaming of playing for the Gators, and we were able to get that done. And then Billy Napier goes on to say, Asa Turner, 26 starts, two and change, 208 pounds, productive, good tackler. Let me repeat that. Good tackler. <laughs> uh, leader on the team had a voice. I think we really went for high character, leadership traits, production in the portal. That was kind of the theme of the year. If we're going to add players at this point in their career, they need to really be team oriented and high character and bring some things to the team other than just production on the field. I think we've learned a little bit over time. I think it's so far so good in that regard. All right, so there you go. We've talked about these players. You know, I don't want to shortchange these players or anything today, it being National Signing Day, but you guys know. You've listened to Gators Breakdown. We've done player profiles on all these guys when they've committed to Florida. So if you want a rehash of what Florida got, who they are, you know where to find it. But um, let's go pure football a little bit. A little update from Billy Napier on the day on the injury status and the availability of Graham Mertz, Shamar James, Cam Carroll, Justice Boone for spring camp. Billy Napier did say Graham Mertz would definitely be ready to go. Uh, I've heard the same thing. You guys heard him on Gators Breakdown, uh, what, a month and a half ago or so? Uh, maybe two months ago, but basically saying he was pretty much close to being ready, was still nursing the collarbone injury, but was pretty getting pretty close. But um, talking to some people, he's been working out. He's been ready to go. We even saw a video for him to put out of him lifting not long ago. So, yeah, Graham Mertz ready to go. Uh, but that's what Billy Napier says. Definitely ready to go. I think some of the others that you mentioned are to be determined. We'll keep you updated, but Graham will be ready. So all right, let's go through that list right quick. Shamar James, I can't imagine he's going to be going through too much in this spring, uh, nursing the injury pretty late last year, of course, the um, the Georgia game and then uh, the game after that as well. Uh, so that was you know the last month of the season. That was in November. I can see... Shamar James, given his experience the last couple of years, of course, you'd love to be out there, uh, but probably just to be on the safe side, probably not putting him through much this spring. Haven't heard too much about that. Uh, as far as Cam Carroll goes, 
And he is working out, so that's good. He is out there working with the team. He's going to be very, very, very limited this spring if he takes part uh, much at all. It was a gruesome injury uh, last year, uh, so they're going to make sure he can fully heal. Uh, do not expect much uh, this spring for Cam Carroll. Not to say career over or anything like that. No, that, not what I'm saying. Uh, but Cam Carroll, um, very limited, if at all, uh, this spring. Justice Boone, his injury, of course, happened very, very early uh, last year. Um, so, you know, it sounds like you know, he should be um, uh, ready to go there. Well, Billy Napier didn't want to speak too much on it. Um, so, I know he was on um, uh, the Respect My Decision pod. I still got to go listen to that a week ago. So, if you guys have listened to that and Justice Boone said anything about being ready for spring or whatever, put that in the comment section <laughs> or whatever, because um, I'd like to know as well. I meant to go back and listen to it, but as I said at the beginning of this episode, my schedule this kind of year, this time of year, kind of crazy. Um, my podcast is kind of first and foremost. Uh, so I want to get the information out there for you guys, do episodes for you guys, but I want to uh, kind of hang out with Justice Boone a little bit last year. So I wanted to give those guys also uh, from Respect My Decision a good uh, a good plug. Um, and you can hear, like you heard from Trey on Webb last week about the progress so far, uh, everything going on at Florida and strength and conditioning and all that. So uh, go give those guys a shot, Justice Boone, on their um, podcast last week. So, uh, but yeah, I want to make sure uh, I listen to it, make sure we get an update from Justice Boone uh, there as well. So, all right. Man, that was a lot right there. A lot. Going through this episode, National Signing Day. You know where to find all the info for that, but got some clarification on what we can expect from the staff this coming up 2024 season. Sounds like not everything is solidified on offense, but most of it is. No big major wholesale changes coming from Billy Napier's mouth. We know the overhaul in defense. Sounds like there's a lot of trust in the hires of Ron Roberts and, of course, on special teams as well. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, L. Wolf said 88 Reasons has a good interview with Boone. Okay. All right. Um, check that out. Check that out. Just Boone. See what uh, the latest with him is as well. But Billy Aper not uh, going too much into Shamar James, Cam Carroll, Justice Boone. But all right, guys, that will do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. Thank you so much for checking it out. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, I'll catch you on the next episode of Gators Breakdown.